ministers of the gospel, ministers of the most high God, servants of the most high God. When my ministry doesn't have money, it's not a crime. Jesus' ministry did not have money. I like verse 17 and what Jesus tells them. He says, take a fishing road and throw it into the sea. And he tells them, the first fish that you catch, the first fish that you catch, He has shown the need, Matthew 17, 2, 7. I was quoting the account in Luke. Let me deal with Matthew. It's the word of God. They come and tell him we have no taxes. And Jesus said, nevertheless, nevertheless, he could have ignored paying those taxes because they had no money. The ministry had no money. Ministries running out of money is a common thing. We always have a bigger vision than our accounts. Our missions fund don't show, don't equal the vision that we have. They always are way down. And God is all way up. Jesus says, nevertheless, lest we offend them. Go to the sea. Casting a hook. And take the first fish, take the fish that comes out first. The problem with us is when the fish comes, the first fish comes with money, then you build a cathedral next to the fish. You begin, you begin cutting every fish that comes your way to see whether there's more money in it. He tells them, take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you, find, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. Wow. Provision is there. Provision for you is there. Find that fish. Come on, brothers and sisters. Find that fish that has your money. Find that fish and open the mouth and don't tear every mouth. We don't want to come and find fish that is lying, you know, kind of bleeding because you have been going around opening every mouth, you know. Every man you see, you share your need. Every woman you see, you share your need. The, the workers you have, you share them with your need. It's not everybody who is going to meet your need. There is only one fish in whose mouth there is provision for you. Stop causing a lot of bleeding by opening up every mouth looking for money. Is in one fish. Taxes were not in the bank. Jesus' tax was not in the bank. The disciples' tax, tax money was not in the bank. It was not in, them, in their phone account. It was in a fish. We will eat, we will drink. We will cover ourselves during the night. We will drive our cars. We will take our children to school. Not because we have a lot of money. 
but because there is money. Because I am will be money to us. My name, Moses, is I am whom I am. And he says, thus you shall say to the children of Israel and today to every brother and to every man listening to me today. It doesn't matter what your situation is, although it matters. It doesn't matter what you have been through, although it is very relevant to you and very clear to you. I am tell the children of Israel, and I'll tell you the same thing today. Tell the children of Israel, I am ascend you. I am ascend you. The God who is, and the God who is, and who was, the God who is. The God who was, and the God who is, and the God who is to come. Tell them that he has sent you. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting. This is exciting, you know, to know that I am not alone. I am is with me, and I am is with you. He tells Moses in verse 15, as I near my closing, Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And then he finishes by saying, And this is my name forever. Hallelujah. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. That includes Bishop Mbai and you. Mama Mbai and you. My children and your children. It includes every man and woman watching me on television. Or watching me on your iPad. Or watching me on your tablet. Or watching me on your smartphone. Or watching me on television. He says my name this is my name forever. In other words, I have no intention to change my name. I have no intention to change my name. And this is my memorial to all generations. And today, I stand on this exalted order from Destiny Ministries International, Thika, Kenya, Africa, and tell the world, his name is forever. His name is forever I am. And it's a memorial to all generations. Why am I shouting? Because I'm talking about I am. He doesn't change. We therefore can understand why Moses, because of the storms that we go through life, we can understand why Moses, who was ready to conquer the world at 40, we can now Understand why Moses, who was ready to conquer the world at 40, was completely opposed to the same idea at 80. At this time in Exodus chapter 3, Moses is not 40 years old. He is 80 years old. When he was 40 years old and full of energy, he started his own ministry to deliver the children of Israel before God's time. He failed miserably. He crashed to the ground. It's a dangerous thing for you to start something. Hey, hey, hear me. It's a very dangerous thing to start something before God's time. And then you have to spend the rest of your time fasting and praying to try to get God into the thing that you started. That's why it is always good to pray and seek the face of God until you have a green light from him. Because God does not raise children he has not fathered. 
I repeat, God will not, God is not obligated to support or to keep alive or sustain or resuscitate something that does not have his DNA. But if it has, it has his DNA, you can count on his faithfulness. If it has his name on it, you can count on his faithfulness. If it has his DNA on it, you can count on him being God and sustaining it. And if it dies, he will rise up again. He will rise it up again if it dies. Because he is the resurrection. And he is the life. We can understand Moses who was so strong, full of energy. He had the money. He had the education. He had the crowd. He had the muscles. Man, I wish I had muscles. Oh my goodness, how I miss to have muscles. I don't know whether to stack some sponge or some you know, foam on my arm so that I can look like I have muscles. But I will continue supporting those who have muscles and stay with my skinny figure. Moses at 40 was ready, like some of you, had their life figured out. But in verse 13, he tells God, <laughs> When God tells him to go back to Pharaoh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. The man who was ready at 40 is not ready anymore. He's not sure. He tells God that I need gratification on who you are. Before I went through, Moses tells God, before I went through the, humilia- the, hum- the humiliation that I went through back in Egypt, Before I faced failure in Egypt in my first attempt to become a deliverer. And before the people of Israel rejected me in Egypt. And I found myself alone and ashamed, ashamed, full of shame. That time I thought I knew you. Before that storm, before those continuous storms that I faced, I thought I knew you. But now, come on, hear me somebody. But now Moses told, tells God, but today when you are coming this time when I'm 80, I need some serious guarantees if I'm going to take up your offer. I need some serious guarantees. I need to know that you will cover me. And I need to know that you will protect me. After all, I no longer have the strength and the zeal that I had back then anymore. Moses is telling God, I went to school, became a professional. I got a good job, which I don't have anymore. I got married, I got children, and I I got kids, and I celebrated, and I was happy. But today I don't have money to feed them. I don't have schools to take them. I don't know what to do. Moses tells God, if you want me to go back there, then I need some serious guarantees. I need to know that you will cover me. I need to know that you will protect me. And God, I no longer have the strength and the zeal that I had when I was 40. And God, you want to know? I'm okay the way I am. I am okay the way I am. Moses is not alone. 
Moses is not alone. God says, simple terms, as I close, Moses, I don't have to prove to you that I'll protect you. I don't have to give you the guarantees you are looking for. I don't have to give you the guarantees you are looking for. I don't have to assure you that I'll cover you. But there's one thing I want you to carry. My name. If you don't have strength to go back to Egypt, take my name with you. If you don't have any energy to go, let my name give you the strength. Let my character, let the God that I am help you understand. Take my name with you. My name is I am who I am. I will be water to you if you need water. I'll be the miracle that you need. I will be the support base that you are looking for. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, as I conclude, I've been concluding since 25 minutes ago. But at least a genuine preacher at least finishes seven times. So I've just said the sixth one. There's one more coming. I can't doubt what you have gone through is real. I cannot pretend that the storm that you have faced, the memories in your head, the experiences of your childhood memories, I cannot doubt their strength and how strong they are in you and how real they are in you. They are movies that you watch every day. But today, I ask you to rise up. Just rise up above them. Please, 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 please. Just rise up above them. When the ego, when a storm comes to an ego and the winds push it, when it's in the thick of the storm, the ego does not use its energy. It spreads its wings and takes a break. It takes a break. And rides on the storm. When the storm is thinking that it has done the ego, <laughs> dealt with the ego, finished the ego, guess what? The ego is resting. Stretch your wings like an ego and find something you can do at home. It stretches its wings and allowed the storm. To give it a break from work, from activity, from ministry, from preaching, from church programs. And it relaxes itself. Hey, and when the storm thinks it has finished the strength of the ego, when the ego arrives, it is at its destination. Guess what it does? It plops the wings three times. Woo, woo. Woo, and rises above the storm. The storm goes under, and the ego flies to its destination.
Don't give up on your dreams. Don't quit too early. I will still fly again, and you will still fly again to your destiny in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord do you good. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord give you peace. May you advance through this adversity. May you make progress. May you move forward. My goodness. May you still find that strength to move forward. To make progress. And to succeed through this. To succeed through this adversity. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Most loving Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I want to thank you again on this, on this service from the altars of destiny worship center, Fika, Kenya, oh God. I pray for my brothers and sisters the world over. Who are stuck. Because of what they went through as children. What they went through as teenagers. What they went through in high school. What they went through in college. As young professionals. As young married mothers. Young married fathers or seasoned fathers and mothers, grandmothers and children and grandfathers, as business people, as employees, as middle class in our society, whatever they have gone through, may you heal every memory that is a blockade, that has locked them down, that has quarantined them, and denied them the chance to move forward. For you are the I am of old, new, and everlasting. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you are the God who was, and who is, and who is to come. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share with your people today. Blessed be your holy name and exalted be it, O God. Give me a message. Give me food and put food in my plate. So that I can feed your people. And feed myself too. Because I also need to feed me too. Thank you for hearing that prayer. Thank you for answering that prayer. In Jesus mighty and precious name I pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you again. The Lord bless you. And the Lord do you good. Amen.